Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Uh, Open your Bible, God bless you, and turn to Acts chapter number 1, and we're going to read verse number 8, and then we will pray. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, King James. And it reads, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. Then you will be my witnesses to testify about me in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That actually wasn't the King James. All right, let's pray. Father, we do thank you and we praise you because you alone are God. We recognize you as God, our Savior. So during this time of teaching and declaring your word, speak through your servant, anoint me afresh, anoint the ears of your people to hear and prepare their hearts to receive so that you can get the precious fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you you can be seated. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to again talk about the Holy Spirit and power, and this is part two. Um, when I started this series, I read a version where I amplified and uh, really tried to bring more clarity to this Elizabethan type language. And so the last time we read this scripture, I read it with these additional words to help explain and expound this scripture. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power supernatural strength and ability when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, has come upon you or arrives to influence you. You will be my witnesses. A witness is someone who is proof that something is true. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in the city where you live, in the surrounding area, and all over the world. So we are to be proof that Jesus, in fact, is everything that he says that he is. And Jesus sent Holy Spirit to live in us so we would be proof (laughs) that Jesus is Lord. Proof. You and I are proof. I talked about when the disciples came to Jesus and asked him, would he at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And we talked about their worldview was such that many have today that Jesus came to set up his kingdom through them, that they would be exclusive and everyone else would not be a part of the kingdom. And uh, so many things I could say about that. I don't want to get too sidetracked into that rather than to say we have not humanity. We have not changed much in all of these years. We still have groups, factions, denominations, sects that believe they're the ones. That everybody else is not loved by God like they are loved by God. And that's a big reason, excuse me, why the world is in the condition it's in now. Why Christianity worldwide is being looked at, scrutinized the way it has been because we have been exclusive rather than inclusive. Jesus says, 
the power that I'm going to give you is not about power to overthrow kingdoms, but it's power to build my kingdom. I'll say that again. Jesus said the power that I'm going to give you is not about power for you to overthrow other kingdoms, but it's power for you to build the kingdom of God or build God's kingdom. And so as we teach and preach and remember Pentecost when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit and he came, Holy Spirit is more than just about tongues. He's more than just about the gifts. He comes to help us build the kingdom of God. That's what the anointing is about. It's about building the kingdom of God. It's not about power to control people, but it's about power to set people free. Why don't you write that down? It's not about power to control people. God gives us power to set people free. Please hear and understand. God doesn't give us power to oppress. Write that word oppress down. You're going to hear a lot about that word. God doesn't give us power to oppress people. Oppression is using power, wealth, ability, influence to control and dominate people. That's, that's what oppression does. That's what oppressors do. God didn't give us power to oppress people. <laughs> Again, he gave us power to set people free. Now, how is oppression distributed? How do people or what are some of the ways that people can be oppressed? Please hear this. Tradition or religious tradition can be used to oppress people. Ah. Religious traditions are used to oppress people. Man's traditions oppress people. Following God's word sets people free. Man's traditions oppress people. (laughs) Following God's word releases people from oppression. Now, let's, let's go a little bit further into this. Take some good notes. The word tradition is a doublet for the word treason. A doublet is in English grammar. We got a lot of teachers, educators here. A doublet in English grammar are two distinct words that come from the same source but take different routes. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Here's an example. The word the words rather post poison rather and potion are doublets. Poison and potion Two distinct words, but they are doublets. So, in other words, in the 13th century, 12th century, and before that, a potion was considered by many people to be medicine. 
But here in the 21st century, we know that potions are poison. <laughs> so a word in one century, in one era, can have a meaning that changes as time goes by. So tradition is a wonderful word if used properly, <laughs> if understood correctly. For example, we all should have a tradition of good, of good physical hygiene where when we wake up in the morning, we brush our teeth, we wash our face, our underarms and other, that should be a tradition. <laughs> tradition, by definition, is a system of practices. It's a system of practices handed down so each generation experiences the same results as the previous one because they do the same practices. That's why, again, let, let, let's, let's take it into another arena. Cooking. If, if, if in your family, let's just say sweet potato pie. My God, stop licking your lips. But so, 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 so the sweet potato pies are so good, it's a tradition that's passed on in your family. How? Because whoever started making these awesome sweet potato pies taught you how to do exactly the same thing they did so you get the same result. So even if it was a five generations ago, you're still experiencing the same good sweet potato pie because you're doing the same exact practices. If you leave out one ingredient, you are not going to experience the same blessed sweet potato pie. Glory to God. <laughs> So this is why tradition has its place in our life. But when it comes to God and godliness, when it comes to the Holy Spirit and the power of God, we must be very careful to be able to differentiate between man's tradition and the word that God prescribes that we follow. Ah. So tradition, again, is a system of practices handed down so each generation experiences the same blessings, the same results as the previous one. We do the same things and we get the same results. Now, treason is the betrayal of tradition. Anyone that's been in the military understands this very, very well. There are certain practices that everyone must follow in order for the military to function in its proper capacity. When someone says, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that, I'm not taking your orders, that's called treason. They just broke a tradition. Hmm. So treason is abandoning one set of traditions for another. Please hear and understand. Treason is abandoning one set of traditions for another. Hence, Jesus says in Mark 7, verses 6 through 8, how be it, now hear this very carefully, how be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. 
Jesus said, people that say they know me, say they love me, say they are following me, have gotten to the place where they are no longer telling the people what I'm saying. They're giving the people their opinion about what I'm saying. And now that's become the tradition that people are following. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm. He says in verse 8, for laying aside the commandment of God, they're no longer telling the people what God says. Let me say it another way. Word you've been hearing from me at least for quite a while. Preachers are no longer telling the people to remember the things I say are important. They get in the pulpit and they're telling the people to remember stuff I don't even want you to remember. (laughs) So Jesus says they're laying aside my word and they're holding on to their traditions, what they want people to continue to do and practice that blesses them. In other words, in short, Jesus said, watch this now, their worship was meaningless. That's a lot to think about. It's a lot to unpack that people could literally gather together by the thousands and the millions and worship God. And God said that it's meaningless. It's meaningless, which means it has no purpose and therefore it has no results. People can worship God and have it mean nothing to God. God not get involved in it. There's no anointing in it. There's no salvation. There's no healing. There's no deliverance because they're not worshiping according to the word or according to what God prescribed. They have their own idea of how to worship and who to worship and when to worship. So therefore, to God, they are not worshiping. And therefore, their worship to God is meaningless. And it's getting no results. People aren't getting saved. They're not getting healed. They're not getting delivered because it's tradition. It's everything you like. (laughs) Again, it's been said that, and I believe it, that God has given the church time during the pandemic to reevaluate our worship. To reevaluate what we say God said is important. We got to get our traditions out of it. We, we, I, I hear it. I, I, I've been hearing it. I hear it so much. I wish we would do this in church. But is that in the Bible? Is that the kind of worship God wants? Or do you want church to be what you like? This is not a fraternity. This is not a sorority. This is not a club. This is not this. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must know what it is that pleases God. And practice that so we can get the results that the Bible says we will get when we worship God. Let me ask you a question. We worship God. Let me ask you a question. Um, are there any negative side effects to prayer done right? No, no. When, you, when we pray in the name of Jesus under the anointing, using the word of God, there are no side effects. 
But are there side effects to taking medication? So then a rational, logical person like myself then would deduct and deduce that when under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, James in James chapter five says, if any is sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. <laughs> let them anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And if they committed any sin, it will be forgiven. So then why and how did the church get to the point where when you get sick, the first thing you do is call the doctor and take medicine? And then you wonder why God ain't moving. Because we're not doing it the way God prescribed. We've got another tradition that's being pushed and forced on us, that's oppressing us, and we don't even recognize that the world system is oppressing us. God has a system when you enter the kingdom for him to bless you through. Man's traditions used to be considered medicine. Jesus came along and said, now they're poison. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Instead of using God's power to bless people, Many have been using God's power to oppress people. But the power, the dunamis in the Greek, the supernatural force that God gives us is to be used to prove Jesus is Lord, which advances the kingdom. You and I should be proof that Jesus is Lord, that he's a savior, that he's a healer, that he's a deliverer. We ought to be proof. Why? Because we're getting saved. We're being saved, rescued. We're being healed constantly. And we keep getting delivered out of mess like the world gets in. So we're still proof that Jesus is who he says he is. And just... Simply stated, something that needs to be said and never forgotten by the believers is God desires to be glorified in the earth. God saved you and I to be glorified in the earth. How much glory is your life bringing to God? That's a question we need to ask ourselves all the time, every day. Is what I'm doing bringing glory to God or is it magnifying the devil? When people talk about my life, do they talk more about God or the devil? Man, the devil really got them, man, the devil. I just pray the devil loose. I just pray they get out of the devil's, I just pray they get out of the devil's grip. Or man, God's hand is all on them. Man, I just, man, I'm encouraged by God's hand. In Numbers 14, 21. God says to Moses, as truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God wants to be glorified through those that claim to know him. I told you to write down the word oppression. 
oppression stops, hinders, and distorts the glory of God. If we, man, thank you, man, 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 if we don't stop the devil from oppressing us as believers, we are allowing him to hinder, to stop and distort the glory of God. You must stop the devil from oppressing you. Wherever oppression, wherever he's using his power to hold you down and hold you back, you must use the power of God to push him out of your life. That's why Jesus gave us the Holy Ghost and power. Acts 10.38. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. How God, and I can, we can add the Father, how God the Father anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Notice, my brothers and my sisters, the first thing about the Holy Spirit and the anointing that came upon Jesus was it gave Jesus the power to do good. The word good there means beneficial. So, 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 so simply stated, uh, even if you're not praying in tongues yet uh, and you have Holy Spirit, you should be doing things that are beneficial to other people. You should be a blessing to other people because Holy Ghost lives in you. You're anointed to do good. My God in heaven. Look at somebody and tell them you're anointed to do good, even in your home and your apartment. You're anointed. Put your mirror up in your phone. I'm anointed to do good. You, you and I, we ought to be a blessing to somebody every day. We ought to be a blessing to somebody. Why? Because I got Holy Ghost. You may not pray in tongues every day. You should. You may not read your Bible every day. You should. But you ought to do some, mm, something good to somebody every day. That's what Jesus did. He was beneficial to people. He benefited people every time somebody was around Jesus, they were benefited or they were blessed by his presence. Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you not know? Jesus was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. How, how, how did he become a carpenter? His father trained him. Watch this. Watch this. So 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 you got to know then that since Jesus went around doing good and healing, everything he did wasn't healing. But everything he did was good. So so I, I, I just believe this. I, I, I believe I believe this all 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 my heart that, that as Jesus traveled around doing ministry and teaching and preaching as a carpenter, he said, let me fix your table. Let me, let me fix your wagon wheel. 
He, he, he He didn't keep that skill in himself. He did good. See, 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 I'm I'm, I'm concerned and a little scared of of these super spooky deep folk that got to do miracles every day. Just say hi. Hold the door open for people. Drive like you got something. Just do good. We we don't need you to be a miracle worker every day. Just just do good. Be nice to your children. Be nice to your boss. Be nice to just do big. Just be good. Tell somebody just be good. Just be good. We, we, we don't want you to be a miracle worker. You don't have to do that every day. Just be nice to people in your sphere of influence. That's proof you got the Holy Ghost. Be beneficial. Listen, not detrimental. Do you do things that are detrimental to other people? Harmful, that's what that word means. You know, harm. Do you do things that are harmful to other people? You got to ask. You got to ask yourself, are you Holy Spirit filled? If you constantly do stuff that hurt people and harm other people, Jesus didn't do that. Again, there are no harmful side effects to godly anointed prayer based on the word of God. But if you praying weird stuff coming out of your old, own brain, out of the universe and books you read by witches and warlocks, you're harming people and you call yourself a Christian. Stop. There are no harmful side effects to anointed word based prayer. You're going to be blessed when that prayer is over. Period. But some of them pills you're taking. Again, Holy Spirit gave Jesus the power to do things that were good, that were beneficial for people and good in God's eyes. Are we doing things that we know are good in the sight of God? Jesus loved people, so he was willing to do good for people. Oh, I hear this. This is a little different. I'm going to say it, though. Somebody, under the sound of my voice, need to stop being one of them kind of, well, let me just say it this way. I'm going to say it in the affirmative. You need to be one of them kind of people that every now and then you roll your window down and give $5 to somebody that's walking on the side of the road. (laughs) Every now and then you just need to be that guy, that lady. That's good. The next thing that Acts 10.38 says about Jesus after he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power is that he healed. He healed. He mended. He fixed. He made whole. He put people back together that were oppressed of the devil. Here's a definition of oppression if you don't already have one. Oppression is cruel and unjust treatment by people with power over people with less power. (laughs) Oppression is cruel and unjust treatment by people that have more power than you 
and they use their power to press you down and try to make you conform into a style of living that only benefits them and you can never come out of it. You better hear the preacher tonight. Proof text. Not that I necessarily need one, but I full of them. In Exodus chapter eight verses, Exodus chapter one, rather, Exodus one, verses eight through 11. Exodus one, verses eight through 11. Now there arose a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. (laughs) He didn't favor Joseph and Joseph's people, which were Jews or Israelites. Verse nine. And he said to his people, he didn't meet with the Jews. He said this to his people. Excuse me. He said this to his people, which means he favored his people above God's people. Uh, He said his people, behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than they were having all these babies. They were they were all y'all going to get something out of this. They were they were multiplying. Verse 10, he says, watch this. Come, let us deal wisely with them. Lest they multiply and it come to pass that when they that uh, when war falls out, they join with our enemies and fight against us. So get them out of the land. Hmm. Hmm. Replacement theory. You'll catch this. Verse 11, he says, therefore, they did set over them task Masters, say task masters. Task masters. Task masters. And he goes on to say to afflict, say afflict. To afflict also means to oppress them with burdens. This is what has always happened on earth. The haves oppress the have nots. The haves, let me finish reading this. He says, uh, and they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithon and Ramses. You know what that saying is? What that means? They oppress, and you know it's in the Bible. They oppress the, the, the Israelites, put taskmasters over them to beat them down, make them work, work, work overtime, work so much time they have little time to educate themselves, be a father and mother to their children. All they are are slaves to build treasure cities that they can't enjoy. They built things for the ruling class, but they can't enjoy. Does that sound familiar to you? That you've been working for 30, 40 years and, and, and you're not benefiting from as much as you should from what you've been doing. But the ruling class has been benefiting from the hard work you've been putting in. That's called oppression. Please hear. Oppression is constantly <clears throat> being treated harshly by taskmasters that beat people into submission To build a world that you can't enjoy. Mm, mm, mm. To build a world you can't enjoy. Wow. So much can be said right there. I'll leave it up to the Holy Ghost to help you with that. 
Psalm 119, 134, the Bible again reads, deliver me from the oppression of man. Deliver me from the oppression of man. That means we were never supposed to be oppressed by others. And neither are we to oppress others. That's again why we have Holy Spirit. We're not to oppress. We are to bless. <clears throat> he says, deliver me from the oppression of man. So I'll keep your precepts. Deliver, rescue me, release me, break me free from all oppression so I can do what you created me to do. See, when we are being oppressed, we cannot function the way God created us. The best you ain't showed up yet. You're fighting to get out. You're fighting to break free. You cannot be the best you when you're oppressed. Oppression is sickness, disease, poverty, lack frustration, anger, all these things that are running around in our community keeping us from being our best selves. Listen, you can't live your best life having a good time because you're still having a good time oppressed. You're oppressed trying to pretend like you're not oppressed. So you keep partying. That's why the last days is full of people partying because they want to numb the pain of their oppression instead of breaking free by the power of God. Ooh, I got some declarations here in a minute. Again, oppression stops the move of God. It hinders the move of God. That's why God brought Israel out of Egypt. They could not be his people under that kind of oppression. Neither can you be the type of person that God created you and wants to anoint you to be under that kind of bondage of oppression. So I decree and declare today is your day of release from oppression. I decree and declare today. Somebody under the sound of my voice by the power of God is going to be released from oppression. This is your day of healing. Today, the anointing destroys the yoke that has bound you to sickness, disease, poverty, anger, frustration, hopelessness. I speak to your spirit as a man of God with the word of God that you will be delivered from oppression. Today will be a beginning for you to move into your future where God is glorified in your life and not the devil. Today, May the power of God come upon you to do greater good. Oh, you've been a nice cat. You've been a nice sister, but you're about to do some good on a whole nother level. You're about to bless people on a whole nother level because you're getting free in your mind. You're getting free in your heart. You're releasing the unforgiveness. You're releasing the bitterness so God can take root and get the glory from your life. See, Hurting people hurt people. Healed people bring healing to people. It's time that you bring healing to some people in your life. Hey, God, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. It's time that you bring healing to people instead of bringing hurt all the time and bringing harm all the time. See, the devil is called the accuser of the brethren. That's what he does. He accuses the saints. This is, this is part of his <laughs> oppressive tactics. That's what he does. Uh, the word devil is the Greek rendering of the Hebrew word Satan. Satan means opposer. So Satan opposes God and everything godly, which includes the saints. Right. So an accuser uses their mouth. <laughs> Accusers use their mouths. This is, what the, this is what the devil does. He uses his mouth and the mouths of the people. He, he lies. He slanders. He, he tells untruths. He, he makes up stuff about the saints. I, I, I know I'm talking to some folk that has some folk make up some stuff about you. They couldn't get you back on drugs. They couldn't get you back in the streets. So they lied on you and said you was on drugs. And they said you was back in the streets. That's just the devil accusing you. He's using his mouth to try to stop you from advancing in the kingdom. He's using his mouth to try to make you not even like yourself. Yeah, yeah. The accuser likes to blame others for the wrong done. You, you, you know some folk, they still blaming you for something that happened 20 years ago and you done moved on. But, but because they can't move on, they got to blame you. You you're the reason I'm in this. You, you're the reason I'm like this. No, no, no. You're the reason you're still like this because you're in the church, but you won't put your faith in God. You won't repent. You won't pray. No, you the reason you're still like this. And the devil is using you to accuse everybody else of why you stuck. The devil been lying to you. It's not that person's fault. It's not this person's fault. That's, the, that's what he does. He lies. He's been lying to you and you've been believing it. It's the devil. We can't even come together because too many of us believe in the devil's lies. Can I tell you a truth? Can, watch this. Watch this. Catch this. The truth is we really do love each other. The lie is you just still mad over something ain't about nothing. The lie is we still believe in the devil. Man, I feel the anointing in this place. It's a lie that we can't work together. It's a lie that we don't love each other. That's the devil talking and too many of us believing what the devil is saying. I ain't got nothing against you. I don't even really know you. <laughs> Again, Satan loves Hear this now. He loves saying everything that's wrong in your life is your fault. He loves doing that. You know, you, you, if you hadn't have done this, you know if you hadn't have done. What about the blood of Jesus? What about the grace and mercy of God? You need, to talk, you need to start telling the devil, stop lying to me. It's not my fault. The cross. What about the cross? Jesus said it was finished. 
then everything I ever did and ever will do wrong is over with. Stop letting the devil lie to you and keep you in bondage and oppressing you and you stand in the house with the blinds closed and it's all dark, feeling pity for yourself because you're listening to the lies of the devil. And then if that ain't bad enough, you're letting folk on the phone and text you and Facebook you and and social media, you that's lying, working for the devil, too. They lying to you, reinforcing the devil's words instead of God's words. He loves telling you what's wrong with you. God don't talk to you like that. When Jesus began his ministry, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. When Jesus began his ministry and he was about to be baptized by John. The Bible says, God, the Father spoke, said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God built him up. God said good things about Jesus. And God is saying good things about you. You just keep hearing the devil and believing the lies of the devil. And I came tonight to bind him and come against the oppressor in your life. Tell, some, tell yourself, I'm a child of God. Say it. God loves me unconditionally. God is never going to oppress me. He's only going to bless me. I rebuke the oppressor now in Jesus' name. Amen. You are the righteousness if you're saved. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How dare you let the devil tell you the reason you sick is because you did that. The reason you broke is because you did. That's a lie. That's a lie. The reason you can't come out of this is because you did that. That's covered in the blood. That's a lie. And anybody that's saved that keeps bringing up your past is working for the devil. Again, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I decree and declare that you know everything the devil says about you is a lie. I decree and declare that you will recognize the lies of the devil and you will no longer receive them in your life to allow them to oppress you, to take one minute of sleep out of your life. I speak peace over you because now you reject the lies of the devil and you know God is for you and the world is against you, but he's overcome the world because you can overcome the world by your faith. Believe these lies. That's why you're oppressed. That's why you can't sleep. That's why you need to see the doctor every two minutes. That's why you call for prayer all the time. It's the devil. That's why Pentecost is so important because it reminds us Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is the devil. I don't have to receive this. The word accuse, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. The word accuse also means to throw things in your way. 
I don't know how many of you ever had to go to court because somebody put some trumped up charges on you, but what does it do? It throws things in your way. You can't do what you normally would do because now you got to go to court. It disrupts the flow of the kingdom in your life. And this is what the devil does, whether or not you realize it, when the devil accuses you of something, it goes to the court of heaven. It gets in the way of our prayers. This is why we got to be careful what we say concerning one another. Because God pays attention to what we say. And so the devil loves to throw things in our way to hinder and slow us down. And you need to understand that. That the devil is just through this and oh, no, I'm not going to focus on that. I mean, listen, listen, let me just say this. I'm going to move on. You should not be concerned with the size shoe Megan Thee Stallion wear. And you laughing, but this is the kind of stuff that people are paying attention to. You don't need, you got enough, listen, listen, you got enough stuff the devil is throwing in your way than to pay attention to this ridiculous stuff going on in our culture. You can't even remember what God said because you're too busy thinking about what the devil done said. Again, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit on my life and the power of God, I decree and declare everything Satan has thrown in your way is being removed right now by the power of Almighty good God. Everything that he's thrown in your way, thrown in your way, you tripped over it, you got to get back up, you hurt your knee, your ankle, you got to walk hurt, you got to go. I pray that he doesn't throw anything else in your way so that your path can be clear so you can get to where God has called you to be and you're not constantly tripping and falling and dealing with stuff that the devil keeps throwing in your way. Somebody's overwhelmed. It's one thing after another, after another, after another. Somebody wanted to quit and give up, but I bind that spirit of oppression tonight and you're not going to quit. You're not going to run. You're going to stand there girded with power and authority and put on the whole armor of God. Every obstacle, every obstacle that has been thrown at you, no weapon formed against you shall be able to... I want you to say that out of your spirit with me. No weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I don't care what the devil throws at me. I'm going to keep moving and walking by faith and not by sight. I'm not going to get distracted by the mess I see in the natural because God has a plan for me that's greater than right now. Enemy keeps throwing stuff in our way. Also rebuke generational curses. Yes, Lord. I decree and declare 
that the ishkabah, the things that are going on on the inside of you in your DNA, that the Holy Ghost and the Word of God is fighting to keep those things from manifesting in our behavior. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we come against all oppression, no matter where it comes from, in Jesus' name. Luke 10, 17 through 19. The Bible reads, And the seven returned again to Jesus with joy, saying, Lord, Lord, even the devils are subject, subject to us through your name. Even the devils, even the devils, even the devils, even the devils. Verse 18, he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falling from heaven. Verse 19. Behold, check it out. Behold means check it out. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you, my brothers and my sisters. Jesus said demons are subject to us. That means they are subordinate to us. They are of a lower rank, a lower class, and a lower authority. Did you hear what I said? Demons are subject to you and I that have the Holy Spirit and power on the inside of us. That means they are subordinate to us. They are lower than us. We outrank them. We have more authority than demons. Don't for another moment let a demon stay in or around you another day in your life. Tell the demon of sickness you got to go. The demon of depression, you cannot stay. The demon of frustration, I command you to leave. The demon of cancer, diabetes, whatever it may be, you have authority. Tell it to leave your life because the power of God is in you. You, we, don't have to suffer a demon another minute. The reason too many have is because you've been believing the lies. And because of the tradition of men, we don't even hardly talk about this stuff no more in church. Everybody wants to talk about success and money and being happy. And the devil is running you crazy because you don't know the word. Too busy fighting over LGBTQ. Too busy distracted. That we've forgotten to remember. The Holy Ghost came 50 days after Jesus was crucified. What you going to do with the Holy Ghost and power? You going to walk around and just have fun? Fun church? Or are you going to build the kingdom? Because the Holy Ghost and power came for us to do good and, to go, and then go around and heal everybody else that's oppressed by the devil. Everyone stand on your feet, please. You, I, we shouldn't be oppressed 
And if we are, it shouldn't last long. Lift your hands, please. We shouldn't be in a constant state of depression, oppression, regression, repression. That shouldn't be. You got the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God lives in you. Come on, lift your hands in this place. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to rebuke oppression. Begin to rebuke the enemy and everything he's been lying about in your life. Begin to rebuke the lies. Begin to reject the lies. I'm blessed. I'm healed. No disease, no germ, no virus, no bug, no plague can live in this body. I am property of God. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, not the temple of sickness and disease. And I am not to house those things that are detrimental to my destiny. They cannot live in me. They will not stay in me. I will not be oppressed. I will not be pressed down. I will not be kept from going to church. I will not be kept from obeying God. I will not be stopped and hindered from doing what I was called to do. There's an anointing on my life. I can't function in my anointing fully oppressed of the enemy. I rebuke the enemy now. Every demon and devil in Jesus' name, you leave my life, you leave my family, you leave my home, you leave my community, you leave the schools, you leave the churches in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, manifest again. Pour out your spirit, oh God, again. Fill us again, oh God. Fill the church worldwide and universal with your Holy Spirit and power. There's much more more good that we need to do. The enemy is running rampant. People are murdering and killing and doing evil. Raise us up to do good and go about doing healing. Raise us up. Raise up your church. (laughs) It's Pentecost season. We need the Holy Spirit. Pentecost season. Pentecost season. Forgive us for ignoring you, Holy Spirit. Forgive us for committing treason, pushing man's agenda over your agenda. Heal us. Heal our hearts. Heal our minds. Heal our souls. Well, thank you for joining us. I also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.